As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. I know, I know, if we don't move on from the first verse of the book of Acts, this is going to be the longest series in the history of enjoying the journey. But uh, if you'll permit me, uh, just to stay here for another episode or two, I want to show you something that the Holy Spirit is using to, to stir my heart, uh, something that I think so often we miss. You know, when you read familiar scripture, that's, that's one of the problems. It's familiar, and we miss sometimes the most obvious things, thinking we, we get it already, we know it. But listen to the opening words of Acts 1.1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, and we know, of course, that Luke is the writer of this book of the Bible. And he wrote the gospel record also that bears his name. So the former treatise that he's referencing here was the gospel record, the gospel according to Luke. Now, that's fascinating to me because if you go to the end of his gospel record, this is how Luke chapter number 24 ends. The Bible says that they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God Amen. So it's a, it's a picture of the resurrected Christ and the Christ who is being ascended back to the Heavenly Father. So when you come to Acts chapter 1 and verse number 1, essentially he's just picking up right where he leaves off. And uh, the book of Acts is not just the continuation of, of Luke's gospel record. It's really a continuation of all of the gospel records. For example, if you have your Bible open and you look at the last verse of the previous book, John chapter 21, verse 25, says, And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. In other words, we have these gospel records. It's not everything that Jesus said. It's not everything that Jesus did. It was everything the Lord wanted us to know. And then on the heels of that, we have the book of Acts. So he opens his, his writing of the book of Acts, referencing the gospel records. You might think of it this way. Uh, the gospel records give us the foundation of Christ's work uh, in the local church, and then the book of Acts gives us the formation of Christ's work in the local church. In, in the words of our previous studies, uh, he's continuing. He is, he's moving forward. The adventure goes on. And so that's what you have in the book of Acts, chapter number 1. But did you ever notice the character that is mentioned here? He writes to an individual. The entire book of Acts was written to a man, a single man named Theophilus. May I ask you, who is your Theophilus? You say, well, I don't even know who Theophilus is. I hope you'll know that here in just a moment. Uh, but basically, Luke and Acts are both written to this man. If you go back to Luke chapter 1 and verse number 1, here's what you find. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very beginning, from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, same man, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Really, Theophilus is an unknown man in Scripture. 
He's known by God because everybody's known by God. Nobody's anonymous in heaven. But he's obviously a man who'd been placed on Luke's heart and perhaps more directly placed in Luke's path. This was a man that Luke, for some reason, had adopted. This was a man that Luke had taken an interest in, and he was pouring into him. He was, he was instructing him. He was investing in him. Now, uh, the name Theophilus was a name that was fairly well known in that day. And we really don't know much more about this man other than the fact he's referred to as most excellent. Uh, could he have been a man of, of tremendous influence or means, perhaps? Uh, was he a, a well-known man, perhaps? Or was he just a simple, humble man, obscure, but known and loved by Luke, perhaps? The reality is it doesn't really matter. What matters is that God used one man to pour into the life of another man. I ask again, who is your Theophilus? If somebody poured into your life, you wouldn't be listening to me right now if somebody had not given you some truth. If somebody had not pointed you to Christ, given you a Bible, uh, had a conversation with you about spiritual things. So who comes to your mind? All right, now let's turn it around. Who would think of you? Would anyone else say your name? This is Luke's individual. And friends, the heart of God is always a heart for individuals. Now think of Jesus. He had multitudes, but he stopped for, for one blind man. A mob of people pressing on him every side. He knew when one woman had touched the hem of his garment. He was always concerned not about crowds, but about individuals. Now look at John chapter number 1, uh, the story of the early disciples. How were they reached one at a time? One person reached one person who reached one person. That story is found again and again throughout the New Testament. Uh, read the book of Acts. You'll see it woven all through Acts. Uh, Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch. Paul with a Timothy. Peter with a Cornelius. Uh, Aquila and Priscilla with an Apollos. And here's the question I pose to you today. Where's mine? Where's yours? Who is your Theophilus? You see, you can't go everywhere, but you can let God use you right where you are. You can't do everything, but you could do something. And you can't reach and teach everyone. That's impossible. But you could reach someone. We'll come back to this thought later, but think of the ripple effect. Think of the, the domino effect that some people uh, reference in Luke's life and ministry. By simply ministering to one man, he is continuing to minister to us right now. That's mind-boggling to me. Do you think... Do you think Luke fully knew how God would use all these words he penned? I doubt that. Do you think Theophilus had any comprehension uh, that these words that were being written, the gospel according to Luke and the book of Acts, would go on and on and on and minister to so many more for, for thousands of years? I doubt that. And yet this is always God's way, what God could set in motion. See, that's one of the things that excites me. I don't have to be preaching to a large crowd of people. I'm content to to speak like I am right now in a room by myself, recording in faith, believing that somebody's going to hear it, and somebody's not only going to receive it, they're going to pass it on to somebody else. Thrills me to think what God could set in motion. But don't miss the challenge right here in the very opening of Acts chapter number 1. Luke went after one man. Luke wrote to one man. Luke invested in one man, and out of that, God used him to minister to so many more. Who are you reaching for Christ right now? 
you have somebody on your heart that needs Jesus, if you don't, ask God to give you someone. If you do, rededicate yourself to reaching them for Christ. Who are you teaching and investing in? Not just trying to get a decision, but to make a disciple. That's what Luke was after. He was reproducing himself in the life of this man, Theophilus. Uh, If everything reproduces after its own kind, don't you think uh, that a true follower of Christ ought to be reproducing him or herself in another true follower of Christ? So who are you teaching? The things of God, spiritual truth. Make this your prayer today. Dear God, give me some Theophilus. Uh, Take this seriously and take this personally. You're not going to write Holy Spirit-inspired Scripture but you can do the work of God in the power of the Holy Spirit, and you can take the truth of Scripture and pass it on to somebody else. What a tragedy that Jesus began so much and we dead-ended. The Lord Jesus set so much in motion and put so much in our hands and in our heart, and we do so little with it. May God help us today to do exactly what Luke did and find a Theophilus and pass it on. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit, drawing people to Himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts.